0: Hello and welcome to the 48th episode of Long Live Play, the number one Australian PlayStation podcast, full of lukewarm takes and mental breaks, hosted by myself, Govinda Whitehurst, and the Roxas to my Sora, Mr. Kale Adam. If you like what you hear, and I know you do, you can and should review us on Apple Podcasts or give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at Long Live Pod. Through there, we have a link tree. You can find our YouTube and wherever else you want to connect with us. With that out of the way, Kale, there you go
1: violated, in a word. Uh, Your Kingdom Hearts reference was unneeded, unwarranted, and quite frankly, hurtful. And I just, I don't know how to respond. I don't know how to be.
0: I thought with the big news of the week that that would be a fitting, if not uh, ironic, start to the show just because we we discussed our dislike for the way that Kingdom Hearts has been treated as a franchise. Mm. And I think that really, uh, this really just highlights that a little bit more as, as we go on.
1: It's problematic to me that when you think of Square Enix, your first thought is Kingdom Hearts. That is, It wasn't. Uh, you
0: watched me not think of Kingdom Hearts first. First, I thought of Final <laughs> Fantasy X because I said Riku. And then I went to Squall in Final Fantasy VIII, but I thought I hadn't played that. But I, I, I felt disingenuous. Now, the reason I chose Squall initially was friend of the show, Sean did what I like to call a Govinda and finished a Final Fantasy game he'd been putting off for 20 years and he finished Final Fantasy 8.
1: Yeah, no, this was, I was very impressed. He, he messaged, uh, I guess, the two of us and I took charge of that. I was very impressed, very impressed to hear it.
0: So now he's on to Final Fantasy 7 Remake, which I told him I didn't love it. Like, it was definitely cool, had a lot of cool moments, but the combat really just didn't cut it and that's pretty much all the game is for I me personally.
1: I hate to be that guy, but that's on my recommendation. Uh, that was my recommendation, Govinda. And yes, I told him that your opinions are bad, <laughs> and that on our scale, that is a fucking travesty. What you did to that game? To give what did you? What, what would you
0: give it? What would you give it?
1: I think I a said 7. a 5? nine point five. No, I think I said a nine point five.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're fucking crazy. If you Look. see that game's a nine point five, you're putting I'll that in top- Elden Ring
1: world, dude. Are you crazy? I'll be honest, I was not entirely sober when I said that. I think realistically, realistically, it's probably a nine. No, it's probably a nine for me.
0: Uh, this this is, we just figured <laughs> it out, Cal. We just figured out what we're going to do for our, our one-year special. By the way, we're going to do a one-year special, which will be episode 52, not episode 50. Uh, don't know what it's going to be yet. And it may be nothing. You're saying the very best the medium has to offer in a benchmark mm-hmm, for which mm-hmm. No, it's just not, though. Preach it! I'll give you an, I'll give you an eight, an outstanding the effort good that goes word. above and beyond the industry expectations. I'll give you an eight for Final Fantasy VII Remake.
1: Well, that's the thing. It's my opinion. In my opinion, you don't get I to, to tell to me what that, that is. Over
0: thirty-minute, we're going to do a debate. This is going to be our, our special. Is we're going to do a one-hour debate about why we are two points different in the
1: review of Final
0: <laughs> Fantasy VII Remake.
1: Classic, Govinda. debate me, bro. <laughs> 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 what was the question? How am I going? Good. <laughs> <laughs> the same question
0: every week, pretty much.
1: Good, and yet I still struggle with it every week. Look, I I'm actually looking. I, 7 7 maybe
0: I, look. I might have been a little harsh on a seven. I might have been a little harsh on rough. A seven. rough. I, may, I maybe would. It's not though.
1: It's not. It's not. On you're our saying game. it's rough it's on not. our
0: rubric, and it's really not. It's great. We've, I'm saying the game about, is great.
1: We've discussed how correct and scientific our rubric is, and so you're right. It's not rough. <laughs> That, I it's not spoke. rough at
0: all. It's a great game. Am I? I'm not saying it's a masterpiece like you are, though. I really can't. I don't think you can call it a masterpiece. But I don't.
1: I. It's a tough one. I think a lot of like professional critics. Save it. <laughs> Sorry. Save for okay, fifty two, okay, okay, dude. Okay, okay, save okay, it for episode
0: fifty two. Okay. The one year special. We're going to be different. We celebrate one years and not fifty episodes because that feels. Wait. Really wait what are we doing? Are we two weeks shy?
1: ranking Final Fantasy games? Is that what we decided we're doing? No, no, we're going
0: to have a one-hour debate about the score, our review score of Final Fantasy VII Remake, and that means I've got to finish it because I still have not finished that game. That's a
1: huge, huge pronouncement for you to make, but let's see what happens with
0: that. <laughs> no, we, we're not going to do that. I'm def- dead serious. <laughs> so that's not going to happen. I don't want to waste an hour doing that. I'll, I'll give you like 10 minutes at the start of the show on episode 52, and we can really get into it for 10 minutes each, maybe. I'd,
1: I, would, I would rate the Final Fantasy games. That could be a fun thing for us to do.
0: I think that's not fun because I haven't played all of them. So I can only rank like the two and a half games I've actually played.
1: I don't know what's worse. Three games. Four games.
0: Oh, no, I've actually played a few. I can really only start from seven and beyond, which is kind of sad.
1: I can't think of one I haven't played, which I think is sadder. I think that's much sadder. Yeah, you are
0: ultimate weeb.
1: Except like really weird offshoot like Crystal Chronicles stuff. And even then, I think I might have played that.
0: Uh, Look, I'm going to stop you there, and I I apologize for doing so. We're five minutes in, and we haven't spoken about ourselves at all, and that feels very strange. It's troubling. We are all (laughs) about the narcissism, and I, I need to know how you are going and not why your review of Final Fantasy VII Remake is incorrect.
1: I'm glad you brought up narcissism, because I'm writing a feature article, and in it, I'm realizing what a pretentious ass I am, because I'm linking to old reviews. In the feature, and I'm rereading fe- like reviews I wrote years ago, and I remain a pretentious ass. <laughs> Why are you pronouncing ass like that? Because I I think I'm self conscious of the Australian accent. We say arse. We don't even say this it is like an Australian that.
0: podcast, dude. Fucking drink it in, baby. Ass. Oh yeah, that's it. That fucking <laughs> Aussie <laughs> that's the tone. Good stuff. <laughs> ass.
1: I like the American way though. It's got a different. You know, it just hits different.
0: I like the Irish, really. Arse. You know? Arse. 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 Shove up your arse.
1: <laughs> it's powerful.
0: It is powerful. It is. It is. Just like the Irish.
1: I don't know. Life's good. It's been a busy week. A lot going on. Pretty drained, to be honest. I'm kind of tired. Even though I just had four days off, inexplicably. So, I don't know what to tell you. I think that's just me now at age 33. Are we, 33.
0: Are we, not, are we not talking about you buying a house or like?
1: Oh, yeah, I, I put an offer on a house. <laughs> that's fine <laughs> to casually. say. Yeah, that's fine to say. <laughs> that's, that's fun. I was,
0: like, I was like, that's kind of what I was expecting with the how you going and you're just like not talking about it at all. Okay, let's go back. The house is boring now. I'm over it. We know about it. I'm over just, it. It's Just boring. to be clear. So just, no more. But tell me about the feature. What is it about?
1: Well, no, just, just on that. I need to keep my working class credentials. It's not a big house. It's not an incredible house. It is a home. Just want everyone to know that I'm not some kind of like Highfalutin coastal elite, and I am an, in fact a working class schmo, like the rest are of you. Year, you blue know what collar, I'm or you know you're what blue <laughs> collar, aren't you? You know what I mean, comrades. All of us. What together, are the collars?
0: Huh? I- Stop talking. What are the collars? <laughs> Acknowledge
1: what I'm saying. Blue collar is like a a manual worker, a laborer, a white collar. You and are a white, white collar. Is- I am blue collar. You are white collar. That's what it is. What's white collar though? Is it? You wear like a white-collared office shirt to your office job, you bourgeois bitch.
0: I work at home, so (laughs) would I just be called a a track pant pant
1: collar? (laughs) You people are ruining the economy.
0: (laughs) I'm a no-shirt worker. I just work at home with no shirt on. Pants are maybe, but I'm always (laughs) chest high on on any of the meetings I'm in, so no one even knows.
1: You and my wife are ruining this economy. You take your high pay and city jobs and you move anywhere in the country with them and you just you just ruin it. You ruin nah, it dude, for the that's, rest of
0: us. That's the way it should be. I, I do not believe in this thing where you have to completely change your entire life to go work at a specific location in the world. That seems really odd when I can do everything just fine from the comfort of my home.
1: What a white collar opinion. What if you need to build a house, Kavinda? You've got to go there and do
0: it. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't fucking have a house. You're the one who just bought a place. Like, now you're coming at me like this? That's crazy. Get the fuck out of here.
1: (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, but that's it. It's been, oh, you want to know about the feature? Well, I asked about
0: it about 20 minutes ago. Dude, like, you've been, you're off the rails today, dude. We are off the rails. That was too many. I need you to focus (laughs) up.
1: Oh look, it's not it's not out there. I think I'll talk about it next week. I don't know if like I can talk about it. It's not published yet. And that's a weird dickish thing to say, but this is who I am. All right, well. Cool. Yeah, I mean, and for another thing, it's about a PC game. You know, and I know how you feel about it. Oh, no, sh- sh- we do not talk. There you go. We don't,
0: talk about that. we don't we don't mention the P word here.
1: What about you? How was your wedding? That's fun. Uh,
0: well, not, let's clarify. It wasn't my wedding. I'm definitely not married. <laughs> well, uh, it was actually very, very fun. It was a very good wedding. I'd say, probably, and don't take this the wrong way, I really hope you don't. It's the best wedding I've ever been to.
1: What the fuck are you talking about? My wedding was. <laughs> So romantic! It was incredible. It was public. No, even. it was just you. Just had a small, mindset. cute,
0: small, cute wedding. That was fine. It was great. Right, we had a great time. The dinner was probably the best wedding dinner I've ever had. That place was lit. That was nice. Amazing, yeah, right? but the actual wedding and like the the party vibes and like the dance floor and stuff, which you just couldn't have being in New yeah. York with just your close friends and family, <laughs> uh, was it was awesome. It was very fun. And we went to a bright in Victoria, which is a little town north east of melbourne uh kind of up in the mountains near all like the ski fields and stuff mm. but being that it's autumn it was just really nice and pretty and like the temperature was like you know like cool days qu- cold nights the leaves yeah. have actually like changed colors and i was like what country am i in like
1: yeah victoria is awesome <laughs> it's yeah, great <laughs> i'm used to
0: the <laughs> queensland summer and cold summer uh,
1: as someone who lived in melbourne for two years i don't know where bright is at all like I know so little about you that wouldn't it's a,
0: it's a drive like you're three and a half hours like north so you I don't imagine you had a car let alone left the city
1: we had a car we did not leave the city <laughs> yeah
0: uh, so that was sick uh as far as I know no one has COVID yet uh, but uh. I did get really drunk for two days and I was hitting people's vapes pretty hard which sounds like a fantastic way to spread the vid so I'm waiting for that group chat to just pop off with people being like, I've got I've got it. It's happening. You did this <laughs> to me.
1: God damn. You uh, have been, we we're playing Destiny last night, segue, 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 but you were coughing up a lung. And I, you know, we're theorizing that it is in you already. Coursing I still through think your I've got, I know it's beyond
0: the, the, the 90 days that they say you're immune for, but I feel like it's just a waning immunity. So it's not like you have no immunity. And mm. I feel like I'm, I think I'm kind of still good. Like I, I, even if someone has it, I, I'd be good, you know what I mean? But then I was flying home and I got a message from my household saying that someone else has COVID. So now I've fled to my girlfriend's place and I've been living here for the last three days.
1: It's big. It's a big move in <laughs> the relationship. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's a uh, good test, you know. It's a good move-in yeah. test, you know. <laughs> my version so of that so good. was <laughs> we just went to Thailand for two months together without having hey, ever lived. There you go. It's called a trial by fire, I like to call it.
0: Uh, so, yeah, I'm just <laughs> living here. I'm recording in a very foreign space right now. I've mm. got fruit behind me, which is pretty chill.
1: Which led me to comment earlier, and I will reiterate it here for our fans. I, I noticed an orange there, and I said to you that the orange is my third favourite fruit. Which Why is a, third? Like, What's your top two? It's It's a perfect conversation prompt to say something like that, because... You, you need to know what they are, don't you, Gavita? You need to know what the... the you know what? I on. actually don't care about the top two. What's your four and five? That's a good question. And in this there essay, yeah, I, yeah. Will, <laughs> I will elaborate. <laughs> so I'm going to give gotta, you
0: 20 minutes to go through this. Let's go.
1: I think the top spot has to go to the banana. The banana is a versatile fruit. Some say it's a vegetable. And that's debatable too because I believe the seeds are inside i don't really know what the difference between fruit and vegetables are uh but i like the banana i think it's very versatile i think i'm always in the mood for it then it's the apple specifically the granny smith which is the correct apple i'll have a a, a, a fiji or a food a fiji if i have to perhaps a gala but i prefer a granny, the granny smith. smith now just
0: to clarify you're <laughs> saying green apple you're a green apple guy
1: i'm a green apple yeah Yep.
0: Interesting. I, look, I don't mind a green apple for sure. I'm a pink lady guy myself when it comes to apples.
1: Mm. Now, it's not the a thing bad that apple. throws me.
0: The pink lady is good because I think it's the best of both worlds, right? You've got the crunch of the green, but the mm. sweetness of the red. Mm. Which, because I like the red apples, like the royal Gala, Gala, whatever they are, they suck.
1: Yeah, they are the dud. They. That is the cheapest of the apples. You're
0: eating sand. They are soft. There's no crunch. It's, un- it's not satisfying, right? If I want mm. to eat something soft and yum, I'd have a pear.
1: Well, that's, I'm glad you mentioned the pear because that is my number four after the orange.
0: Interesting. Is the now, I like a pear. I, I, I need to ask because I feel like it's being left out or you've forgotten about it. Or maybe, God, heaven forbid, you just don't like it. Where is the mango though, Kale?
1: I like a mango, but a mango is a very seasonal fruit. Yeah You really only yeah, get it, it, it like There's nothing wrong with
0: that See cause like my, The fruits that you named Are the are The generics right Banana they're the Apple orange Yeah
1: They're the old The mainstays reliables. for me
0: are, They're not sitting at the top Cause the It's an abundance thing There's an abundance of them So they're never sitting at the top I want those like Rare little treats right Like Mango's uh-huh. like my OG Mango's number one for me And then we're moving into like Peach territory Again Very seasonal I'm a summer fruit Summer <laughs> stone fruit kind of guy uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> the thing with I'm with you on the mango. The thing with the peach is that they're very hit and miss. Oftentimes they'll be bruised. There may be an imperfection to them. Now, peach.
0: for the sake of this, for the sake of this, and just to make it easier for everyone, I'm well, I'm classifying this as like the best mango I've ever had, the best peach I've ever had, the like the best of the best. Because every fruit is like that. Bananas, like you pick one up and you're like, it's too soft, it's too. A banana for me, if it's not in the
1: perfect
0: window of ripeness. The-
1: The Goldilocks zone.
0: (laughs) Just (laughs) right. If if you're not in the Goldilocks zone of ripeness, I'm Mm. out. If an apple's too bruised, I'll take like one, maybe small one. But if it's got a few bruises, I'm out, dude. I'm out. Mm. Oranges can be dry. Like there's just nothing in them. They're just, you're like, what happened? What happened to you? You know what I mean?
1: It's true. I just curate my fruit really well. I'm really onto that bowl. You know what I mean?
0: I smell fruit. It's all about smelling it. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, fuck. <laughs> We've How done this, this long enough, Kale. How We've done this, this long enough.
1: <laughs> uh, we should probably talk about some goddamn video games. And of course, we continue to play Destiny. But there's not really a lot more to say, except that we are up to the final mission. I can confirm the final mission of the Witch Queen DLC, and I hope to finish it.
0: W- wait, wait. I, 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 I'm sorry. We're actually not. <laughs> we're still in mission 18 of 19, but we're like halfway through that.
1: We're at step 18 of 19. We're on the last mission. I believe there will just be some small little how-do-you-do, go-see-Ikora okay. situation.
0: Okay. Well, we'll see. Well, see. well we're, no, we're still in a level.
1: Well, we are, and it's a tough one. It's a tough one. They've all been tough.
0: Yeah, the last thing that we did was pretty clutch. Honestly, it's very fun. It feels very much like we're doing just like mini-raids constantly. It's, it's been challenging. The last one particularly was a lot of puzzles and like figuring stuff out while we're fighting a million things at once. <laughs>
1: Shout out to your brother, Gora, who really did, he stepped it up. He got up to his he stepped light up. He level. Stepped it up. Look, we, we look. used
0: to do raids back in the day, but he finally got that light level up to something that was decent and manageable. And we were, comms were on fleek. Let's put It that was. Right. There
1: was a moment where we clicked <laughs> in. We clicked in. Now, I'd
0: like good. to uh, just hi- highlight myself as the uh, unintended leader of the group. I was... You were
1: specifically the fire team leader. It was yeah, I was official. And I, I think I, I think
0: I held the the banner of fire team leader pretty well. You know, oh shit, I was like making calls. I was remembering the sequences of our little runes that we had to remember. We did
1: pretty. Uh, it was pretty yeah, tight, yeah, butthole. yeah, 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 yeah. It was a nice time. But that's destiny, and it will during these dark times. I think it will sustain us. It will be interesting to see what happens once we get through the campaign and we sort of hit the light level, which I think is a ways off but, you know, we'll see. Destiny comes and goes. You and I both played something new and interesting this week, Govinda. The Stanley Parable Ultimate Deluxe Edition came to PlayStation platforms. Now, I have a bit of an inbuilt biases to this game which I had decided in my head this was a nerdy-ass game for PC nerds and I had basically written it off in my mind. But it released for PlayStation, and it's one of those things where it's like you know it's going to be good, but also somehow I had not had it spoiled for me. Would, how would you describe this game? And we won't spoil it. It's short enough. It's cheap enough.
0: Oh, so you snuck in before I had a chance to because I didn't want to be the one to have to describe this game. So I was going to ask you how you would describe oh. it, and then you got me. Uh, it's like a, it's a first person. It's a puzzle. Sim. Adventure where you are. Stanley is an office worker and his job is literally to get prompts on the screen to push mm. a button for a certain amount of time and he pushes it and he does that repeatedly every day, all day. Doesn't know where the orders come from, doesn't know what the button presses actually do. And one day something changes and he has to. He just.
1: And there. He just. Shit happens, dude. Like. <laughs> and there is a segment of the audience that are just rolling their eyes because this is a very well known game. If you're like a. A PC player, you know this game, like yeah. It's essentially, a tough one to it's talk like
0: about. essentially it's like Groundhog Day, the game where you go through every day and you you walk away from your computer and you walk through the office and then you get given a choice and there's a narrator narrating the whole story to you, but yep. you have your own choices that you can make. So you'll get you always get to a decision where it's like you're going to the conference room. So Stanley takes the door on the left and you can go through the door on the right, and the narrator will adapt what they're talking about just to yes. kind of. Matched what you are doing or not doing. And it's it's very clever.
1: It's even more interesting than that because the narration is almost on a delay. Like, you, he says that a little bit ahead of time. So, you you kind of... It's a hard one to talk about because this originally released in 2013 and I think it probably would have hit stronger back then. It's just that, like, video games have done this since, like, the, the nature of what it is to do what you're told in a video game. Like, this is things that's, you know... We saw this in BioShock way back in whatever that I was.
0: I guess, but that was a very that was something that doesn't happen doesn't get revealed until the very end. There's no narration. It's true. It's true. And it's it's really just you find that out late 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 game whereas this is built around it and I think I don't I can't think of a game that has done it like this at all.
1: I can't think like, of any examples off the top of my head, but I know this is like this would have been groundbreaking more groundbreaking, let's say, at the time. I feel like I've seen sort of seen this idea,
0: maybe. But uh, like, again, I could be wrong. Like, I just maybe haven't seen it or played it. But I just don't think there's been anything that's been done to this level where you'll be like, he'll be mid sentence, and then you, I jumped off a railing and went to like a lower platform, and he's like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? And like, obviously, yeah. it was designed that way, and they the, were expecting um, someone to think to jump off that platform. But like, yes, even for me, I was like, oh, that's that's crazy. Like, I didn't expect that.
1: There is some pretty incredible again it's kind of hard to talk about without really spoiling it but like yeah. I had a moment where it was like I thought I'd actually gotten out of bounds and broken the game but even that was accounted for and the narrator like was like hey did you not think of course we know about that like what do you think you're doing like it does oh, some very no, see, clever I haven't even
0: done that like, there, uh, this is like semi-spoilery and I was I don't know how to say it without being a semi-spoiler but there, there's a point where I got put into another game that I'd played before
1: this is very meta. It's very the nature of video games. It's if you know games, it kind of does speak to that part of you. Like the, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's true. And the, and the game that I got put into, like, I think there'd be a lot of people that are playing this for the first time that maybe aren't super into games that wouldn't know what it is. Mm. Like I got into it immediately. I knew exactly what game I was in. I was like, how am I in this game? Like, I don't think this developer made this game. And
1: yeah you wonder how that all well this all came like, from a mod this was originally a mod uh that the creator uh, i believe his name is davy uh, it's escaping me again god damn it but this was a mod and it uh, eventually was funded into a full release and it's oh it really has its roots in that kind of like indie mod scene and that's why Wait, it is what so, was a mod uh the stanley but, parable it the was whole a game. um yeah it was a uh what do they call it it's like Built out of the Half-Life engine, like everything else was way back in the day. Uh, Source? I believe it was a Source engine mod, which is, again, not something you'd know about, Govinda. It's like the nerdiest PC stuff. <laughs> yeah, it
0: sounds bad. Now, something that I thought was pretty fun with this game is there is one trophy in this game to play the Stanley Parable 10 years later. So yeah. So, theoretically, you can't platinum this game for 10 years.
1: I love it. It's so, like, weird it's, very it's weird, weird but
0: obviously like i don't know if i want to tell you this but i'm going to tell you anyway. obviously you can you can fake it
1: oh interesting yeah like uh, so
0: I, I got that trophy yesterday yeah right because you just go to your system clock push it forward 10 years and then start playing the game again cool. but even like to get an idea of what this game is like at the start of the game when you boot it up it'll ask you to set your clock and you set the clock and then i reload it again and asks me to set my clock again and i set my clock again and then it goes into this whole spiel about like hey like Obviously, I don't know if what time you're setting is the correct time, but thank you for being so attentive and setting your clock every time you booted up the game. We really appreciate it. <laughs> and it was, and they go through this whole thing and they go, hey, you know what? Just because you've been so nice, next time when we boot it up, just put your favorite time in, like whatever. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's like, very weird. You do things without expecting to elicit a reaction, and then somehow you go down this little rabbit hole of crazy reactions for cr- little things that you're doing that shouldn't be like that.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's very hard to describe but it's like if you're someone that loves these kinds of games like there's a lot to well like for example so the the expanded deluxe content or whatever is really odd in that it's sort of just a I don't know like a meta commentary on the nature of DLC and like you just go through a bunch of rooms and like the narrator like it just starts showing you steam reviews for the original game and like the whole thing is like (laughs) you know this this game was like either a perfect or b the worst thing on the fucking planet and like how do you follow that up and so here's just this it's not even a new game it's basically just the same thing again (laughs) like
0: it's yeah i feel like there's so much more to this that i haven't seen yet but like I, i i get to a point where i'm like where else can I go? And I'm sure there's other there places is, and
1: things to do, but like... I looked into it a little bit. I think I've got like five or six quote-unquote endings, and then, you know, you just sort of do the same thing again. But I think there's more than a dozen, as far as I'm aware.
0: Yeah. Just back to the the trophy thing, there was just one trophy that I... Like, I was just seeing. I was like, how easy is this platinum? I realized that of the people had the 10-year one. And I was like, oh, well, this game came out last week, so surely there's a way to fuck that. There's an easy way, yeah. Uh, But then there was another one that was like, go to door 4.30 and knock on it five times. And like, you go to door 4.30, you knock on it five times, and then the narrator's like, oh, surely you're not doing this just for a trophy.
1: Yeah, they clearly hate trophies Is the other part of this Like they yeah. very much make fun of you for it Like, it's- But it's not
0: even, like, it goes so much further than that And, it, and then he's like, okay, well, look I, I can't give you the trophy just for knocking on one door Five times, so go to this door and knock on that a few times Okay, cool, now go to this computer And, and push the button on the computer Now jump on the desk, now do this And he gets you to run all the way around the office doing a bunch of shit Just yeah. to get this trophy And I'm like, it's so clever and, like, interesting well, uh, They really subvert reckon- expectations Constantly
1: I didn't truly understand the context but i think in the original release on steam there was an achievement you couldn't get or at least they refer to it in this deluxe content because they take you to a room where there's a machine and all you have to do is pull the lever to get that ungettable trophy and even then you pull it and the machine's out of order and it's just like (laughs) like yeah it's just like it's hard to describe but it's i think it's worth checking out although it's certainly not for everyone uh my wife Erin bounced off this very hard. She was not in the mood for the <laughs> somewhat repetitive oh, nature of yeah, it. Yeah. Well, it uh, is very
0: much that. Like, there's times where there was once where I went to a certain route and then it went through this long process and then I died and go back and you wake up again. And then I, I went there again thinking I could find something different and I realized I was just stuck in the same long loop of things going on. And yep. I i had to just be like all right restart i can't go through all of that again and then i'm like but surely there's got to be something else down there because yeah. it's a huge kind of area but i must just be missing something but i just couldn't figure it out and i yeah restarted
1: it's an anyway. interesting one I, I think i'm done with it like you honestly can get an ending in 10 minutes or even less i think there's a trophy for like four minutes
0: four minutes like 20 or four minutes 30 seconds you have to get an yeah ending.
1: i managed to play it for about two hours i just ran as many different variations of it as I could and I think that's probably it for me. Like it was a fun little
0: sojourn. Yeah, you really don't have to do too much.
1: It's it is interesting though. I think it's it's a recommend. It's pretty cheap ish. Yeah,
0: yeah. For sure recommend if you like fun little quirky games that are just like make you think and are interesting, for sure.
1: Yeah. All right, Govinda, that's all well and good. Have you played anything else? Should we say?
0: Not really. I haven't played much this week. I actually had work to do, which was really out of the ordinary. Uh, and I started watching The Expanse, which has been uh, kind of sucking me in a little bit. Uh, oh, that's, no one's that, ever recommended it to me. Yeah, is I that the show that of I recommended it to
1: you like years ago or no? This is a different sci-fi I epic can't. that I knew I you would I can't confirm love. or
0: deny. I can't confirm or deny. I can't confirm or deny maybe someone recommended it to me. I just don't know. And I don't... Oh, no, that's what it was. I was flying back from Melbourne after this wedding and my friend Ryan told me to watch it. And I listen to all of his recommendations all the time. And I definitely downloaded some and watched it on the plane. I was like, I love this. It's the best show I've ever seen. Why had no one told me about this before?
1: It's probably my greatest source of impotent rage that I've made recommendations over the years and my closest friends have, like, completely ignored them. But then years later, truly come to appreciate them. And it's so fucking annoying. It's (laughs) It's so no, <laughs> I, I have I have
0: unbridged with this, and let me tell you why. I always mm. give you recognition when you do. Obviously, not on this podcast because I can't let the public know that Absolutely I do this. But I messaged not. you privately and said, "Didn't you recommend this to me?" And you were like, "Yeah." And I was like, "It is." You sick. did do that this time. You did.
1: I do it all the time.
0: <laughs> I can't think of another show. I know there's I'm trying ones. to think too.
1: I think Battlestar Galactica was another one. I can't remember that was that one, was and I
0: feel like I gave you reco for that too. I was like, "This is
1: good." Mm. I do have taste. Kabinda, you do you have taste of that.
0: sci-fi. Good sci-fi. That's
1: it. Thank right. you. Yeah, that, that means a lot. That's really big of you. You're welcome, dude. You're it's, welcome. You needed
0: it, and I felt like you needed a win today. And I'm glad I could give that to you. <laughs> it's it's big coming
1: from such a small man. Um, I think I'm bigger than you know. Time for some quick fire news. <laughs> Would you believe that Rogue Legacy Two is not only real, it's out right now, but it's not available on PlayStation platforms. <laughs> Which makes this a controversial pick to include in the quickfire news. I know. Especially I up know. front. Especially up front. But again, I know you love this game. So I knew I could get a rise out of you.
0: At least the first one, obviously. I haven't played number two. I do love it. And it's strange because it's a roguelite. And I'm really bad at them. I can't finish them. I can never finish a roguelite game. I just can't do it. And I've accepted that in my life. And I don't feel like I need to. But I played Rogue Legacy 1 a lot.
1: Yeah, I played a lot of it too. On Vita, in fact, which was the correct... Oh, dude perfect
0: system for it. It was. I honestly don't even necessarily want this on PlayStation. It maybe is a Switch game.
1: Yeah, it's tough. So, this is currently available on Steam It um, oh, and Xbox. Notably. It's on Xbox. The oh, developers... ouch.
0: That's the exclusive I'm missing the most.
1: Ow. <laughs> would it blow you away to know that this game, and I believe the previous one, too, was created by two programmers. Small team. Just two guys. You know they...
0: what? I would believe it for sure. And the one that, the one that I think is more that I've always thought is the most impressive or, very, like, more impressive than this, honestly, is uh, Stardew Valley being one person.
1: That is deeply impressive. That is deeply impressive. Especially since not. all, like,
0: the DLC and expansions that he's added to Stardew. Like, very impressive. Sorry, continue. That's true. I'm in- excited for the Chocolatier. I can't wait. I hope that's this year. Yeah,
1: <laughs> me too. Me too. Uh would be a shame if it didn't come to PlayStation, though, because then you wouldn't be allowed to talk about it due to your own self-imposed rules. Don't need to
0: talk about it, but as long as I can play it on my Switch. yee.
1: E- <laughs> Uh, So they, uh, Cellador Games, sorry, uh, took to Twitter responding to someone asking when it would come to PlayStation. They just said we're just taking it slowly, one step at a time. So no firm date, but very excited about this. These uh, lovely games, lovely games.
0: Do you think this is like the year of the indie for us? Like I'm playing Nobody Saves the World, Rogue Legacy Two, Stanley Parable. (laughs) Do you think like there's it's an empty void in the middle of the year of triple A's but there could be some decent indies coming out cuz that trip uh Track to Yomi was it, is that what it's called? Mm. That's coming out soon. That looks wicked too, so.
1: Now, is it first of all I wanted to make a controversial asshole statement because this is who I oh, am. Oh, they're
0: not indies. <laughs> oh.
1: No, worse than that. I don't know. I think I prefer triple A games. <laughs> I get it. Look, <laughs> but it's like <laughs> no, no,
0: no, like you do though. Like I prefer Blockbuster movies over little indie movies, but every now and again it's nice to watch a indie movie and have a great time. I saw the um, the Northman, which probably isn't indie because it's a twenty four, but mm. it's not like a classic blockbuster movie. I had a great time with it; it was fantastic.
1: The line has blurred. Like now we have indie games that have budgets of millions of dollars, and that yeah, really yeah. isn't what I like. This feels like looking an indie at you, Kenner. Yeah, that's exactly the. And I mean, <laughs> technically, like if you have a publisher, you aren't an indie game by my verdict like that's what it yeah. means you are independent I think it's
0: indies have a vibe though you know what i mean like it does so, it does uh, it's it's not necessarily a, a publisher or whatever uh, indie is a vibe of game it's like a low budget not triple a action whatever it's just like a little side scroll or something i've noticed that my li- i had this l- big indie period and i realized it was all tied to the vita
1: oh yeah that was the indie machine for me too definitely yeah.
0: and and now that i like like, Nobody Saves the World is awesome. Like, I was, I'm was, i very much enjoying it, but this it feels weird to play it on a big screen with a controller and not in my hand. Like, I'm I playing it being like, I want to get this on Switch if it's available, because I think it would be a better experience.
1: It's so funny, really thinking about this, because I was trying in my head. I was like, you know, like, Hotline Miami, that was like really the peak of Vita indies. And then I realized Best. there's... Best Easter
0: egg in any PlayStation game ever is The Last of Us Part 2 where there's the chick playing the Vito that you sneak up on
1: and and she's playing Hotline
0: Miami and you can hear the playing in the the headphones. It's wicked.
1: It made me remember Devolver Digital which is paradoxically a publisher of indies. Like they are synonymous (laughs) with indie (laughs) games. and it's It doesn't
0: make sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense
1: (laughs) but it also makes perfect sense. (laughs) Uh, So look, That's all well and good. I'm
0: I'm excited for Rogue Legacy 2 if it ever comes out. It feels like it's (laughs) an exclusive or something to Xbox, which is real gross. But anyway, it's fine. (laughs) Whatever, Cal.
1: But enough about weird indies. Let's talk about real video games, aka AAA awesome JRPGs like Final Fantasy 16, which is allegedly in the final stretch of development, Govinda. This brings joy to my cold, dead, indie-hating heart. And I'm very excited for this.
0: I am hesitantly. I'm cautiously optimistic that maybe this is going to bolster the year of 2022 with some better games towards the end. I just, I'm, I'm skeptical that it's actually coming out this year still. I would love to think that there's this new trend now that since E3 is gone, that people just are like, we'll tell you the game's coming in three months before it's coming and mm. you have three months of hype and then it's here. That'd be awesome. But Square Enix doesn't have a great track record, and I'm, I'm sceptical.
1: Final Fantasy is a fascinating beast, because probably more than a decade ago now, but I would have told you this was my favourite series of video games. But the truth is, you and I just happened to be playing these during the Golden Age. Like, we had 7, 8, 9 already out. I, I remember 10 coming out. And, and like, 10 and
0: 12 for me were like the, the pinnacle for me. That was for it. Me.
1: And then we got 13, which I wasn't into. We had 13 sequels, oh. which were worse. And I don't then... know if we've spoken
0: about it on this podcast, but 13 was the ultimate disappointment in my forget... gaming life. And I'll
1: never forget how gaslit you were by yourself.
0: There was I like wanted a... to like it so oh, bad. You, for like you... maybe 15 hours or so, I was like, it's good. It's good.
1: It's good. <laughs> good. It's
0: good. It's good. And it's I, was good. Right... It's good.
1: I was right there with you. I, I was along for the ride. I, I thought it was a lot... But there was a tipping point where both of us just realized, we're like, this is not this is not ten.
0: Just bad design choices. I, I I think the auto button in combat really threw me off. I was like, what do you mean auto combat? Like, that's the game. Otherwise, I'm running down a corridor. Like, what? And then there was also the um the thing I'll always remember is that you it's like you get these weapons. And you're like, hey, upgrade them. I'm like, awesome, I'll upgrade them, cool. And then you can break them down and you get like a minuscule fraction of mm. the things that you put into it. And you're like, well, then why won't, Why would I upgrade now and not just wait until way later yeah. in the game? And then for some reason, at like hour 30, the game's like, oh, we're open world now. Enjoy.
1: You are actively punished for upgrading earlier weapons because the later ones have higher potential. It's like, it's such a weird design. It's,
0: it would have been fine if I got 90% of the materials back, right? Like if I got Mm. a huge chunk back, I'd be like, that's cool. Whatever. I'll, at least I'm good now and I can get better and I can still break stuff down and get the stuff back and it'll be all good. But you got literally nothing back. And I was like, what do you mean? Like who decided this was a good idea? And like, there was no shops. There was no, like, it was like, you just go to a fucking save crystal and it's like, you can buy shit here if you want. I was like, Oh, there's no personality to this at all. It's fucking aggressive. It anyway, w- sorry, we don't have to talk about Final Fantasy Thirteen. I'm we going don't, through; some, it's bringing up some shit right now.
1: <laughs> it is funny though, because in talking to Sean this week, and like you know, because he was thinking about getting into Final Fantasy IX, and th- there really just was such a magic during that era, and I truly think it's gone. Like, say what you will about fourteen, which is a fantastic game. It's an MMO, and I don't think you can really compare it to these mainline titles. But I'm hopeful. Like 15 again, I think I gaslit myself <laughs> into liking that one more than I did. I don't did.
0: think. I think it's funny now because I think looking back at 15, I'm similar. Like I don't think it, it definitely was not my favorite Final Fantasy, and it's probably no. probably closer to the bottom for any Final Fantasy I've actually played. Mm. But I think it's better now too. Like I think if you go and play it now, like a lot of things that were a problem then are way better now. The Which car can great. go off the road and shit like that. Like
1: yeah, that's awesome because I beat it. I don't know it- if that's real, but when it came out before all the episode and when it was average yeah all the other inclusions i played the fucking that game did feel
0: (laughs) super half-baked in terms of its story like hey you watch this anime and this movie and stuff to have any idea what's going on also Mm. the ending is just like well here it's over and you're like
1: what what Uh, there's no build-up whatever the final sequence is fucking unbelievable though i will say that it it ends very very strongly
0: I'm still, like, I'm still tempted. I'm like, can I, do I have a cloud save? Can I go back and get this? Because I'm, all I need to do is beat a fucking tortoise and I have the platinum trophy. Mm.
1: <laughs> but I don't know. And then we have 7 Remake, though, which, uh, as we discussed at the top of the show, I think is incredible. So this new era of Final Fantasy could be good. This 16 could be, could be good.
0: I know this is going to sound controversial. So my, my biggest problem with Final Fantasy VII Remake is I think the combat system is a little messy. Like it's just kind of all over the place and it's messy, yep. right? And yep. that's what brings it down for me the most. The characters are still great and they're probably better than ever because before they were just tiny, weird little oblongs. Mm. Um, the world is awesome. It feels good and there's things to do and whatever. But the combat just felt messy to me. And the similar similar to Final Fantasy XV, the combat just felt like messy and we spoke about floaty, it last week. At the, a
1: little floaty. And just...
0: Like, there's too much going on to, for me to manage. I, like, especially in 7, i got to swap. Ca- I have to play as other characters. I'm like, I want to be cloud. Let me be cloud. What are you talking about? But uh, we spoke about it at the end of last week and how Square Enix said that they don't want to keep trying to make Western RPGs when they're not very good at it and they don't come out very well. And Final Fantasy 15 and Final Fantasy 7 Remake feels to me like it was a result of them trying to make games for Western audiences, more Westernized versions of their own games. And I'm hoping at some point they start going back to what they're good at. or well, not like they weren't good, but like back to what they know and back to their roots a little bit. Like, I this is going to sound crazy, but I almost just wish Final Fantasy Sixteen had like an active time battle system again.
1: Yeah. It's, it's funny too, because people will tell you that that can't be done, but then the clear rebuttal to that is Persona 5. Like... It yeah, can be done. 100%. You can have awesome turn based combat and it can be. Oh, uh,
0: great. 100%. And like the active one makes it better because you're like, oh, this time is going on. I have to make decisions quickly. But it's still yeah. like the strategy is still there and it's less of me like tap X a million times and then hit square when you can. And then like, <laughs> I just. And I, it, it showed the most in Final <laughs> Fantasy 13 because I'm like, so instead of me just tapping X like it is kind of doing, I just make it do it by itself. I'm just... Go, go auto.
1: It's so funny that you say that, though, because I was playing a little bit of Persona yesterday just to jump in, and I definitely set all my characters to auto except Joker. Like, I oh, only no. control him.
0: That's fair. That That is fair. I, I did that too a lot of the time. But I didn't set... Like, I think in 13, you only played as lightning.
1: You... No, you were different people in different chapters, as I remember. Like, sometimes you'd be snow. Well, but you you don't swap characters, right? I think you play as... One... Fuck. Who knows? I can't it's, Yeah, I don't know. It was too long ago.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I really loved uh, 12 for its, like, Gambit system. Like, there's a way to make mm. it feel more Final Fantasy than making it a full-on action game. Like, it, even, I don't want a devil may cry when I'm playing Final Fantasy.
1: It's just... I think we're too fucking Advent children now. We're too far down the rabbit hole. Final Fantasy needs to be bigger and more action-packed every time. Like, it can't just... They never went backwards. That's what made them so unique. Like every game was different, and it's true. Every yeah, game had a its different system. It's...
0: So who knows? So I'm, look, I'm s- again. We got so sidetracked. We've not even spoken about sixteen once. But I'm I'm super keen <laughs> for it because I think the the like kind of knights and kings, the seven fantasy. Yeah, the return. The fantasy, fantasy setting is is awesome. Like, I'm super keen for that. I played Final Fantasy one was it one slash three? Like, how do they fucking number this shit? I played it like for 20 minutes one time. That was all I've ever done. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Full triple A version of this, I'm I'm down for. It looks. It's cool.
1: funny though, because like as much as I love fantasy settings, my favorite Final Fantasy games are the six, seven, and eight, which are futuristic, sci-fi, steampunk kind of thing. Like. I kind of yeah, like that. true, that's um, true. But anyway, who knows what Final Stages means with this company. We could be looking at it another few
0: years. <laughs> I really hope it comes out this year because then it will just add to things to do because I, I'm i hopeful for, for Spoken, but I, I'm very skeptical at the same time. Like, it looks cool, but is it going to be cool? I don't know. Whereas I feel like I can trust the Final Fantasy brand a little bit more to hold my attention because even 15 not being my favorite, I got to the end. I almost platinumed it,
1: you know? Yeah, it's true. It's true. Gavin, I'm going to move you right along, if I can. Would it shock you to know that PS5 supply shortages are looking to continue, perhaps into 2024? Now, you gave me grief for including this, as it was too obvious to even comment on, but I think it's pertinent.
0: Well, look, it wasn't, super, it wasn't too obvious. The, this comes from the Intel CEO, Pat Gelsinger. I'm going to go with Gelsinger. Yeah. In a recent interview with CNBC, he said that shortages may last for an, for two years or more. Uh, we believe the overall semiconductor shortage will drift into 2024, Gelsinger told CNBC. So drift into 2024, like what, six months ago he was saying they're going to go into 2023. Drifting into 2024 means what? It could be January, it could be February, it could be March. It could be, like I'm not super surprised, you just kind of hope at this point that so many consoles are out there that less people are needing to buy them so that the stock will kind of catch up a little bit. I saw another article on GamerRant saying the chip shortage may be ending. <laughs> so <laughs>
1: That's fun. <laughs> who really knows what's
0: going on? It says, information gathered by Reuters suggests that changes in the stock status of the biggest suppliers of semiconductors, Intel and Qualcomm and others, will lead to increased availability. Uh, so who knows what's real? This was four days ago. That one was like a day ago. Who knows what's real? And all I need to say is that I have a PS5, so I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I've had mine
1: since day dot, and you know what? Nah, I, I recommend them. I th- Go out and grab one. <laughs> From what I can see, it's, it seems easier to
0: get them. Like, a friend of mine got one recently. He definitely had to, like, hunt, hunt yeah. it down, and it took a little while, but he got one eventually. Uh, so, look, I'm not, I don't have too do much to say on that.
1: What good do luck. you think about... This little factoid, like just this past March, both Xbox and Nintendo Switch outsold the PS Five. It seems like Sony is struggling to secure their own. What do you think about? So that? So Nintendo
0: Switch, we need to take out of the picture completely because they don't use. They're using the oldest technology ever, and there is no shortage of that. Uh, Sick burn. <laughs> firstly, they also <laughs> Nintendo Switch has always sold the most. Like it's like a Wii situation. It's like it's true. Like the Wii was just outselling everything constantly, always, forever. But that's because it costs half the price. Yeah, and so it does it the Switch. To children, yeah, yeah. Right? Um, for the Xbox thing, it is because they're more available because they were less in demand. That's my assumption from this. PlayStation for the last two years or year and a half has been outselling them essentially two to one, and for the last yeah. two months, so like the f- first kind of time where it's gone the other way. And it's possibly because Xbox is doing interesting things and Game Pass is definitely appealing and stuff like that. They Those big acquisitions might have been helping as well. But I think from what I can tell, you can walk into stores and buy an Xbox now if you want to.
1: It's funny, uh, the Game Pass thing, though. I saw a really interesting take from um, Gene Park, who is a games writer for the Washington Post. He's sort of the most legitimate games journalist on the Internet because he works for like a like real... Like actual <laughs> journalist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, he had a great take, which was like, he's not, he doesn't use Game Pass because, well, well, he uses it to play indies, like we were talking about before, but then he doesn't buy the indies. So, like, he sort of just uses it in a very strange way, like, to experience games he would never have bought, but then those developers also don't get money, like, direct sales from him, because he's only using it to dip in that way. That resonates with me. That's sort of how I've used it, too. Like, I don't use it for big Blockbuster yeah. games. I'll buy them on PlayStation. I just use it for weird little dip-ins occasionally.
0: Do we know that the developers don't get anything or is it something like Apple Music, Spotify kind of thing where like, oh, if you they, get it streamed, you'll get some money?
1: They get something, but it's an upfront cost. Just like PlayStation Plus. Like, you're given oh, are a Are we sum.
0: sure of that? Because like, I... I w- I don't know, it just seemed interesting if you're like, hey, you've got this many downloads this month of your game, and we'll pay you this much money for that.
1: And My understanding is it's like the PlayStation Plus thing, kind of like what we're talking about with Oddworld yeah. the other week. Well, they made but money anyway. out of it.
0: And like honestly, because it's, easy, it's like I wouldn't have played this before, maybe it's money they would never have gotten in the first place if it wasn't on Game Pass. And I think you're, you're it's one of those things, especially if you're a small developer, you're better off exposing an audience to your stuff even if you're not making heaps of money but it just gets your name out there and people like it and they want to see more and it's similar to how like i like drink box because i got guacamole on my vita
1: it's melee
0: <laughs> melee
1: i believe it's melee <laughs> but i'm I gonna don't say
0: melee melee you're,
1: you're, you're the french guy i don't know you tell me gavinder i don't know where our good friend d labs are this month but I have the PS Plus games for May for you. Would you like to know more about them? Throw them at me. Uh, We've got FIFA 2022, which I'm not going to touch, but it's apparently decent enough. Yeah, I know you will. You'll touch it all over. Uh, We have Tribes of Midgard. That one hurts a little bit because, of course, (laughs) I bought that. (laughs) What a mistake that was. It was. And then we finally have Curse of the Dead Gods, which is another indie that I've circled around several times, but ultimately... I might actually check that out. I might actually check that yeah, out. It's fair enough.
0: Uh, yeah, um, I don't, know, don't have much to say. I like FIFA, but that's because I play it with Sean, and that'll be fun for free.
1: And Tribes of Midgard, like, we dug into a little bit. There's actually been quite a bit of content release for it, but I don't know that I care enough to check it out. No, I do not. And now, Gavinder, it's time for the news we care about. In some surprising news, the massive Embracer group has acquired some storied and much-loved IP from, of all publishers, Square Enix for a price that would make the Microsofts and Sonys of the world blush. For the comparatively measly sum of $300 million, Embracer has secured for themselves iconic IP and the studios behind them, such as Tomb Raider, Deus Ex... Legacy of Kane, Thief and more than 50 other back catalog games. The studios in question are Crystal Dynamics, Idos Montreal and Square Enix Montreal, which have a combined headcount of some 1100 staff. Square Enix is however keeping the Just Cause, Outriders and Life is Strange franchises. From Square Enix's perspective, this move is in line with the company's stated goal of leaving western development to uh western developers. Squeenix will instead double down on its Japanese studios, but in a worrying statement has said that the funds from this acquisition will be used as, quote, investments in fields including blockchain, AI, and the cloud, <laughs> end quote. Uh, important to note, Govinda's note here, Ido's Montreal has several projects in the works all on Unreal Engine 5, which is, what is it, Govinda? It's the industry's latest buzzword.
0: Well, it's just just Unreal Engine 5. We've been using (laughs) Unreal Engine 4 for a long time. There was that thing a little while ago where people complaining that the demos on the new PlayStation Plus were going to mean developers had to make these demos. And they're like, oh, the poor developers. I was like, look, Unreal Engine 5 has so many time-saving things in there that they're going to be okay. But then they're actually, that was a lie anyway. And PlayStation is actually going to make those two-hour demos for them. Anyway, we got sidetracked. Yuck on the blockchain, AI, and the cloud stuff <laughs> at the end there.
1: That should go without saying at this point. <laughs>
0: it's, it's interesting. I don't like. I can't believe they got it for that
1: cheap. Firstly, it's so wild. It's so little money. I although I, don't know. I believe that care about most of them. <laughs> just off the top of my head, I believe that's comparable to what Sony paid for Insomniac alone, and that was a steal. That was a steal. Oh yeah, for
0: sure. But they're getting what three studios and a bunch of IP like that's uh, that is cheap as so, shit
1: so funny how this all works like we were talking last week about Amy Hennig and Legacy of Kane well here we go it's been acquired now and they've said in a statement Embracer you can look forward to new games in these franchises like we're going, there will be a new Thief game it's yeah. very strange to me
0: I think this really reinforces the idea that PlayStation is probably going to buy Square Enix
1: that has been floating around and that was it right, trims could- the fat yeah, a few weeks ago we were talking about insiders talking about big PlayStation rumours. According to those same insiders, and nothing has been confirmed, this is what they were talking about, that maybe there was a Square Enix buyout in the works. And there still could be. We just don't know as of yet.
0: It's interesting that Square Enix actually sold part of itself by selling Square Enix Montreal.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Did <Do> they rebrand? <laughs> guess, like,
0: they were... Well, no, they were probably just working on kind of more Western stuff that they weren't into and wasn't working for them. I did see something, it was unsubstantiated to take it with a grain of salt, but Square Enix has lost a whole lot of money from Marvel games and and again, leaning into that Western thing that they're trying to obviously get out of now.
1: Which is really interesting that they are actively doing it. It's like they're distancing themselves from Western. It's not like we're not going to do it in future, it's like... We don't want any connection to it in the past.
0: <laughs> we're just... It feels like that interview that they did last week was to get ahead of this. Yeah, like, it's hey, so... This is what we're thinking about. This is why we don't like it. This is what we're doing, whatever. And yeah. then, bam, we sold a whole bunch of shit.
1: It's almost like these companies all have in-depth marketing strategies and they plan these things out ahead of time. Something like that. It's a shame, though, because I really... And it, who knows? They're keeping the studios. Maybe we will get another good Tomb Raider from Crystal Dynamics but I don't know it's it feels who sorry who made um Guardians of the Galaxy was that Crystal
0: no Eidos Montreal made Guardians of the Galaxy
1: mm. mm-hmm. that sucks <laughs> <laughs> I mean maybe it they'll doesn't get
0: it... And it doesn't I guess like why like I don't see why like it's not like the studios are shutting down or anything they're just not going to be owned Actually, by Square Enix
1: yeah, sorry, my take is entirely backwards. This is actually positive for me because I want another Guardians of the Galaxy whereas Square Enix bizarrely, said that it underperformed after, you know, <laughs> winning our game of the year, which yeah, is Yeah, honestly, and it was in, it was in
0: game of the year contention f- with a lot of them and I, a lot of that was because it was a very soft year last year for sure, but it was a it was a great game. I really enjoyed that and I still think about going back and playing it again just to just to have some fun. I don't know who is Embracer? Can you explain that to me? I've never heard of them until this acquisition.
1: It's complicated. They're a name that does pop up in the background. I like to think of them as the Nordic Tencent. They are sort of an entity that secretly controls the video game industry, <laughs> but from Northern Europe instead of okay. China.
0: <laughs> so, <Sorry. laughs> who, like, who do they have at the moment?
1: Argovinda, uh, they own dozens of studios. And while most of them are bad, and you have probably never heard <laughs> of any of them, they do have some pretty interesting interesting additions. Oh, like wow. they own Gearbox Publishing yeah. Software, Studio Quebec, Studio Montreal, Gearbox Publishing San Francisco. They own Deep Silver, which is a publisher in its own right. They own my beloved Warhorse Studios, uh, Have you ever heard of Kingdom Come Deliverance? It's a really nerdy historical game. (laughs) I have, yeah. I've never played it, whatever. So I know it exists. It's like they're collecting AA tier studios. Like they don't really have, with the exception of Gearbox, which I would consider, you know, up there. It's a lot of fairly average average, uh, studios, to be kind. (laughs) Well, look,
0: luckily they just picked up a couple more average studios oh, no,
1: no these joking, are really Andre. good. These are probably uh, the
0: biggest ones in their in their lineup.
1: I would say definitely these are the best studios they now have. Without a doubt, like it's a head and shoulders above anything else here. Except maybe my beloved Warhorse Studios.
0: <laughs> are you super excited to be able to get a uh, NFT in Final Fantasy 14?
1: I would love to know what's going on over there. It's like they've got a, some kind of NFT Jeffrey Epstein. Like, just, he's like, hey, guys, this is like going to be the cool thing. Like, they're just taking advice from some wild tech bro who is I just- feel like the
0: blockchain is going to be the foundation for this like crazy metaverse and we'll all be living in the blockchain.
1: And that's fine. I just wish I didn't have to hear about it. It's so boring. It's so <laughs> boring to hear about. Like, I, I hate those words. Look,
0: of all those three, blockchain, AI, and cloud, AIs are interesting to me because then that's like in- you can incorporate that into games, you know? And I mean, yeah, AI, it's an important feature. And sometimes it's really bad and sometimes it's really good.
1: It is interesting. This is just sort of a segue. Like AI in strategy games really hasn't improved in more than a decade it's one of those weird things that is lagging behind like graphics performance everything else is like moving forward leaps and bounds like modern total war games aren't much more like the ai isn't more complicated than they were 10 years ago it's really interesting if you look into it that's just not something i i assume it's really complicated <laughs> but it's not well, something no, it, that's it surely up.
0: is there's a gran trismo came out recently obviously and they have like there's just kind of their standard racing ai in there but they have this ai they're going to launch at some point unspecified time in the future that is means that like racing against an ai car will feel a lot more like racing against a person and they they did this thing where they got like e e esports racers and all these people to actually race against the ai and the ai was outstanding against them and they were all blown away because they were like ai is usually like You max it out and you can beat them. And then the only time you can actually get a challenge is if you're reversing people. And so I think AI is something that we can use this extra power in these consoles to get more from. And that was something that I think you're like, okay, graphics, they get better, but they don't get like exponentially better anymore. But I think Mm. AI is that thing in the background that can make games feel a whole lot better.
1: Yeah, it really increases the replayability. Like even I was just playing some more Crusader Kings. I'm so blown away by the AI in that, which is literally... Thousands of factions running simultaneously, all acting behind the scenes and only interacting with you occasionally, like as it's yeah. appropriate. But they are all like interacting. They're, they're with declaring each other.
0: wars across the whole globe, yeah. and then all of a sudden, you're part of that. And you're like, oh, that's...
1: so much so that you can start a game of that game and just watch the AI. And that's like a subgenre on YouTube. You just watch. And observe them interact with each other. It's really weird.
0: <laughs> Can you see what they're actually doing though? Like like what like hooks they're using and like
1: I don't know that. I've never done it.
0: so it'd be cool <laughs> if you could have like a not a like a like a log of the actual decisions the AI is making. That'd be cool.
1: That would be cool. And uh yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah. But Gavin, well, you know what else I'm here for? My getting the fuck together. out of here. <laughs> yes, please let me go. Please. <laughs>
0: Well, Cale, this has been episode 48 of Long Live Play. Some would call it the number one Australian PlayStation podcast. I would call it just the number one podcast, personally, saying.
1: I would definitely say it is the best video game podcast that I am on.
0: I would say it is the second best video game podcast that I've ever done.
1: (laughs) Which, yeah, I see what you did there. Nice little callback. Uh, No, actually, no, I take it back.
0: This is the best PlayStation podcast I've ever made and produced.
1: hmm okay yeah that's
0: which i think is a big deal that's like that's one out of a pretty good list of two podcasts
1: three ish depending how you count it what's the third maybe the one that we did for two episodes yeah there was like a stupid little overwatch one for a hot minute there was um yeah there was just the the, the comedy one but that wasn't a playstation one yeah look, it's fine we did this last time get me out (laughs) of (laughs) here
0: no oh, uh, have you heard about have you heard about elon Musk buying twitter just kidding follow us on elon twitter at long live pod <laughs> follow us on instagram at long live pod link trees there with all the other ones you can follow us individually if you like honestly if you ever want to dm me stuff just do it dude send me like send me a photo of a butt or something dude let's go
1: Whoa. oh um all right
0: uh, that's a burp because i was drinking beer my name's Govinda, i've been me cal has been him Fuck off.
1: (laughs) (laughs) See you uh, in three weeks for that hour-long ranking all the Final Fantasy games that was promised by Govinda.
0: You better get ready for episode 52, that one year (laughs) special, baby. It's going to be something special.
1: (sighs) It's not going to be special. Goodbye. Goodbye.